What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I used to do that all the time. Just be dreading going to places that I said I would go to because I was afraid to say I didn't want to go. Let's pause right there. If, if you are the type of person who would naturally volunteer because you just want to help people so much, you don't even need to ask, you will volunteer to stretch yourself too thin. If you are that person, number one, be quiet. Okay, be quiet. Have you assessed your schedule? Have, have you even looked at the date? Have you seen what you have to do on that day? Is it like what time in your cycle is it? Okay, because sometimes we don't feel like doing certain things. So have you assessed whether or not this is feasible for you? No, be quiet. My number one pet peeve when it comes to making plans is when people try to say, oh, what are you doing four weeks from now? Can I breathe? I don't know what mental space I will be in in four weeks. So whether or not I check that calendar and it looks free, I am not going to say yes. I'm going to say, let's plan this closer to the date. There was a lot of pushback. I was seen differently. I was seen like I was acting funny and I did not care because the emotional turmoil I would put myself through, hoping plans would get canceled or hoping... People would say they don't want to go or the whole thing was off or agreeing to have a drink. And then while I'm drinking, I'm like, why am I drinking? I really don't even want this drink. But I didn't want to say no. It's like, it's not worth it. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm your host Sensi and on this podcast we talk about taking accountability of your life to become the best version of yourself. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice right now but I'm smiling because by the time y'all hear this episode and it's snatching all your edges out because this one will be triggering. By the time y'all hear it I will actually be enjoying myself on the beach in Jamaica. Um... So yeah, I mean, I don't say that to make you jealous or anything, but if jealousy is what arises in your heart, well, then that's a you problem, okay? I will be living it up in Jamaica, having the time of my life, okay? So I suggest the elephant in the room right away. Yes, this is an audio-only episode. <laughs> If you only listen to the audio episodes, then, you know, disregard nothing new here. But for the people that prefer the YouTube videos, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I know. 
I know, it's fine. It's fine to call me out. Yes, I know back on my BS again with the mess. But um, I'm having some technical difficulties. Okay, some difficulties going on right now. And I would rather do audio only than leave y'all stranded while I enjoy myself in Jamaica. So, yes, that's um, that's my disclaimer. So let's get into the episode today. Like I alluded to before, it's going to be somewhat triggering. Okay. We are back to regular scheduled programming of dragging you by your edges. You know, telling you stuff you need to hear, not what you want to hear. You probably know this already, but you just haven't gotten around to doing it yet. And you know what? I have been where you are. I've been there. I'm telling you. I speak from experience. Everything I ever talk about on this podcast is from experience. I don't come here and talk about things that I don't know, okay? So I've been where you are, and I am not there anymore. So I will be speaking from both perspectives in case you need to hear it. If you're there right now and you're trying to get on the other side, I want you to know that there is hope, okay? There is hope. If there was hope for me if I could do it if I could make it to the other side then you can too okay it'll just take some time this takes time this takes time because for some of us it's a bigger problem than others okay and I struggled with this for years and I finally got tired and so I'd had to change my life so no more suspense today we are going to be talking about people pleasing being a people pleaser and having a hard time to say no. And let me just say this. <laughs> there very well just might be, or not might be, it's probably definitely recommended to, to you know, have some therapy, okay? And I told you in the last episode that that's something I will be starting before the end of the year as well. Okay, for some other things, which we'll talk about later. Not too much, though. Y'all know me. But the reason I say, you know, some therapy might be necessary is because there might be deeper reasons why we people please or why we're afraid to say no, why we find it so hard. Because some people, and I'm really envious of those people, people who just have no kind of concern for other people's feelings <laughs> not in like a mean sense but like in a like somebody can ask you to do something and you just say no right off the bat like no excuses no justification no explanation just no you don't feel like it so you just say no for the people who are like that and who have always been like that you don't understand how blessed you are because that's something I couldn't fathom years ago and I would often put myself in positions where I Wanted to say no, but I didn't say no. And then now I feel obligated to do this thing or I'm doing this thing out of obligation and I'm miserable the entire time. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. There are many angles that we can dissect this from, but I'm going to be focusing on the Doing things you don't want to do part and then that sense of obligation. 
So I'm going to speak from my experience first because I can only speak on my experience. I can only speak on it from that perspective. Um, so let's get into that. So I used to be the type of person who, if somebody asked me to do something, I wouldn't even think about it. I would just say yes right away. I would just say yes and then... Afterwards, I would think about whether or not I actually want to do this. And then if I don't, it's just like I'm just out of luck because I like I would never go back and say, actually, I don't want to do this for whatever reason. The reason doesn't matter. Right. Because at the end of the day, for some things, depending on what the situation is, you don't even really need a reason. But for some reason, we feel obligated to give a reason and to explain ourselves. But that's. That's, that's, that's coming in a second. So I used to be the type of person who would always commit to doing things that I don't want to do. Or the big one, saying yes to going places and doing activities that I did not want to do. So I believe, was it? No, it wasn't last year. It was two years ago. Yeah, 2021, the first year of podcasting for me. In 2021, when I was 24, I was still in that phase where I felt like I I was in a phase when I, where I felt like things were starting to shift. You know, like, I don't know if it was pre-25 kicking in, where you finally get some common sense about yourself and things just, sh your perspective just shift because that happened too. But at 24, you know, in one of my midlife crises, I, I feel like I've had one every year since 24, to be honest. But at 24, I felt like things started changing for me, like internally. I felt like I did not want to be going out to like clubs and lounges or drinking or being around that at all. And the thing is, I didn't even really do that. Like that was never really my thing. Right. But over the years, I've had some friends and acquaintances that you know, would invite me to these type of places. And then prior to that, I was just like a go with the flow type of person, whatever, M mainly like college-ish. I would be like, okay, yeah, you want to do something? Yeah, let's do something. Let's go out, whatever. And then after I graduated around 24, I felt like I did not want to do these things anymore. I, I felt like I was changing and I felt some type of way because I felt like I did not want people to think that I was switching up because these were things that I was normally doing. And now I didn't feel like doing it anymore. And I, I was concerned about how people would see me. So in the beginning, I still committed to doing these things. I still went out when people were drinking heavy. I still went out to not necessarily clubs, but like bars, I guess, or places with, you know, all of that kind of stuff that I don't really care too much for. And I remember in that year, I 
I was still in my people-pleasing era and I went through so much internal turmoil and chaos because I would say yes to going to these places or to being around people who wanted to drink a lot and I did not want to do that at the time, right? I felt completely disconnected from that. It did not resonate anymore. Like all of a sudden I just woke up and I changed my mind. And there was a gap between me actually saying no to these type of things. So I would say yes. And then the entire time leading up to the date, I would just be dreading the situation. Literally, I would just be dreading everything about it. Like, why did you say yes? What excuse can I think of? Can y'all please cancel? Like, y- y- you see what I mean? Why do we do this to ourselves? Why do you do this to yourselves? Commit to doing something that you don't want to do. And then the entire time leading up to that, you're going to dread everything about it. Like, if you have to pray that somebody cancels plans, just don't say yes, right? Now, it sounds so simple, it sounds so easy, but it's not. <laughs> it is not. It's literally not. Like, I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was, but I just could not say no. I would just be like, yeah, okay, and then dread every moment leading up to it and then dread being there. Like, go and then be like, okay, <sighs> y'all, I, I will be leaving in an hour you know, but logically, right, if you think about it, common sense would say just don't go, just don't waste your time, but for some of us people pleasers and retired people pleaser, and you know, in my case now, it's not that easy, it is not that easy, now why it's not that easy, that's where I think therapy comes in, because that might be a different reason for you and me, we don't know, right, But that's an example of what I'm talking about. That's what I used to do. I used to do that all the time. Just be dreading going to places that I said I would go to because I was afraid to say I didn't want to go. And what ended up happening was that the emotional turmoil just ended up being too much over time. Like, at first, I I would... You know, I started paying attention to how these things would make me feel, how I was allowing my feel, myself to feel like absolute crap leading up to these things because I did not want to go. And then it got to a point of where I felt like I reached my breaking point and I just had enough. Like it wasn't worth it to me. It wasn't worth possibly disappointing somebody, but making myself miserable in the process. I was like, you know what? If you're going to be disappointed, just be disappointed. Just be disappointed because this is overwhelming. This is not good for me. This this is suffocating my spirit. Why am I spending all this time dreading going somewhere? And sometimes, and the thing is, it, has, it may not have anything to do with the actual people who invited you. It may not have anything to do with the situation itself. But for whatever reason, you just don't want to go. 
maybe you don't have the mental energy for it. You don't have the capacity. You don't feel like going. Maybe you're on your cycle and when you committed, you, I don't know, part of you was eager, but now today you don't feel like it. That That's, that's okay. That is valid, right? But I just got to a point where I felt like the turmoil, the misery that I'm putting myself to by being afraid to say no, is just not worth it anymore. It is not worth it. Like, you could be doing something so much more productive with your time. Imagine what you could do with your time, with your, your focus, if you didn't spend all of this time dreading doing something that you really did not care too much to do. And I think what I've realized is that it's not always about switching up, even though switching up is okay, because why are you living like the same way every single year? Like, do better, right? You know, you wake up every day to do the same thing, to be the same person 10 years from now. Nobody wants to do that. You need to have some type of progress in your life, okay? And with that progress, with that evolution, you will grow, you will evolve. You will change your mind about certain things. You will start liking different things. You will start not liking certain things. That is okay, that is part of the human experience, right? Everybody goes through that. You don't need to necessarily defend yourself or justify that to anybody, but you do need to communicate, right? My issue was that I had a hard time communicating that I did not want to do these things anymore, so I would just say yes and try to put up with it. I didn't realize at the time that I had started my own, not started, but I was going through my own little elevation, not elevation, well, elevation, yes, but also my own evolution process, right? I was changing. I was changing and I was so concerned about how other people would perceive that change that I was making myself miserable in the process. And another thing too, this doesn't apply to every single situation. It might apply to yours. It might not, maybe not now, maybe in the future. But sometimes it's because you are outgrowing your environment, whether it be your friends, certain family members or something, you are outgrowing these type of interactions. Maybe the things you are working on, the things you want for yourself, the life you envision for yourself, the vision you have for your life, it doesn't align with the things that you are doing right now. So in my situation, when I started getting clarity on what type of life I wanted to live, right, how I wanted to show up, that's when all of these changes started coming about because I realized that some of the ways, some of the things I was doing wasn't in alignment with that. So I started feeling turned off by those things. That's what happens when you get clear on what it is you want to do with your life, what type, or even... Or you may not know exactly what you want to do, but you have an idea of the type of life you want to live. The ways in your the ways you operate right now that don't align with that, it will start to fade out. It'll stop resonating and it will require, it will lead to a shift in your life where you may not enjoy doing some of the things that you are already doing now or things that you used to do, but you're slowly transitioning out of. But the issue is when you still have the same people you used to do those things with or you have people that you formed bonds with at that time with that thing or those things that you are no longer resonating with, you're no longer aligned with, 
Sometimes it's just a matter of you are outgrowing these people. And sometimes, in my experience, there are some relationships that I have outgrown for a season and then it came back in another season. And then there are some relationships that I outgrew altogether, right? Like, we don't really speak anymore. I don't have any type of drama or anything with anybody. It's more so like phasing out of a relationship. Like when two people go in two separate directions and then y'all just don't have a lot in common anymore. That's what I mean. So I've had relationships like that. But to me, it's like people have come and gone and people have, you know, some people I didn't speak to for a very long time and then we eventually became friends again. Like there are different seasons is what I'm trying to say. I say that because while you are going through this phase of maybe the reason why you don't want to do certain things is because you're changing, you know, you're aligning with the best version of yourself as you get more clarity on that. In the beginning, it might be very uncomfortable and you might start to feel distant from people, but not all of those relationships will require you to end them completely. Sometimes, and I've, I've realized this and I've observed this as well, but sometimes you might be the first person that you know to do certain things. I have seen that with myself and I have seen that with other friends of mine, right? For, for, for many different things. I'm not talking about one thing specifically. I know I'm being vague. But there, sometimes, sometimes you will be the first person that you know to do something, to venture out on a different path when everybody else is taking a conventional path or something more traditional or safe or whatever, just different, right? Sometimes you might be the first to do something big or to want more, and then you are not going to resonate with the people in your life in the same ways because you are on a different path. For that season, while you're at the onset of that transition, some friendships, some relationships might fade away, but they might come back after a few years because sometimes you take a leap of faith, you feel singled out, you feel like you don't relate to anybody, friendships fade, you make new friends, and then some of your old friends that you used to be close to that maybe things faded out with, some of them might start taking leaps of faith in their own life and then they can relate to you more and then the friendship is reignited because you realize now that y'all have grown, like y'all grew apart, but then y'all also grew while y'all were apart. So now y'all have more things in common now. Y'all can relate on more things. And then now the friendship is reignited. So I say all that to say that Sometimes you grow out of friendships completely, some of them phase out completely, and then some of them phase out for a season, okay? But I digress. Sometimes the reason why you don't feel like doing certain things anymore is because of that evolution, because of that transition in your life, and it might affect your relationships. But 
what I realize is it's not worth it to commit to doing the same things that God is trying to push you away from and lead you down a different path and then cause yourself all that emotional turmoil like dreading the day waiting for people to cancel hoping it rains hoping something drastic or terrible happens to cancel the plans like it's not worth it you could be doing something so much more productive. You could be you could be doing anything really other than stressing out over something that you don't want to do. I got to that breaking point and I was like I literally cannot live my life like that anymore. Like I would rather just say no now or decline or compromise or or, or basically try to propose something that would be more, you know, convenient for me. Not in a sense of my way or the highway, but more more so like if somebody proposes something that doesn't work with my schedule, then I can counter with something that will. And if it works for both of us, then we can do that versus trying to stretch myself too thin and saying, oh, yeah, I can help with this. or yeah, I can do this. And in actuality, I can't or I have too many things going on and I don't have the mental capacity to actually show up for you in the way you need me to. That's what I mean. Like overly committing to things before I even think about it. Trust me, I've had my run with that. It was very ghetto and I'm so happy to be on the other side. I am so happy to be on the other side. So I don't, to be honest, I don't really know why I was a people pleaser like that at I don't really know why. And it might be different for you too. So we're not going to talk about the why. Maybe I'll explore that in therapy when I find a therapist. But what I want to... Now that you understand what I am talking about, doing all these things that you don't want to do and then dreading it, let's talk about how I got to the other side, okay? Because I want that for you. Now let me just say this. I am not 100% reformed. I am not 100% reformed. There are still things I need to work on. There are still, there's still room for improvement when it comes to certain boundaries of mine. Okay, I can acknowledge that. But I'm, I'm doing a lot better than before, I can tell you that. Because I don't want to be too specific, but let's just say if I don't want to do something now, I will not be doing it. I will not be doing it. I probably, there's a high chance I won't even give a, an excuse or a justification or anything. Like if it doesn't work for me, I'm not going to try to squeeze it in. I can compromise with my friends because it's not always about me and what's convenient for me. But I will not be self-sabotaging my peace and my happiness because I'm afraid to say no. That I can tell you for sure. I will I will not be going through all that emotional turmoil again. I will cancel. Okay, I will cancel. Let my spirit feel uneasy about something and I'll be like, you know what? Actually, no. Even even after I say yes about something, if I commit too soon or if I committed with good intentions and then something happened or you know, the vibe is different, <laughs> I will cancel. I will say no. I will flake. I know, you know, that's, 
it is what it is. Okay, it is what it is. I don't have any issues with people thinking I'm flaky now. Because, well, actually, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. But when I say flaky, I feel like flaky means like you commit and then you don't do it. So I wasn't, I think I had a a period of flakiness because when I was trying to transition out of the people pleasing era, it's like I was still saying yes. I didn't get around to the no part right away. I was still saying yes, but then at least I would cancel and honor how I was feeling, you know, and not go and not allow myself to suffer anymore. So at least I got around to the no it just came after the yes. So, you know, hence the flaky thing. But now, listen, there's no yes, okay? It's either a yes, I want to do it, or there's a no. But let's talk about, let's talk about how we got to this phase, okay? Now, let me just be honest with you right off the bat. Um, it did not come in a healthy way. <laughs> it did not come in a healthy way, Okay? I'm a work in progress just like you, okay? We all have our shortcomings. We all, you know, we all need grace. We all need grace. And it's a good thing his grace is sufficient because it started with me lying, okay? Whatever. Whatever. Now, when I say lying, I mean like, you know those little white lies you tell, like, for example, if somebody calls you on the phone and you're ready to get off, it's like, oh, let me call you back. You you have no plans on calling that person back. That was your way of saying, I'm done talking to you respectfully. I'm about to hang up now, okay? You Because you have reached your limits. You have reached your limit. So that's what I mean when I say I started lying. So it was more so like, yeah, I can't come, I have this other thing, you know, and the other thing was like, not in existence, that's what I mean, so it started off with gradually putting my foot down, not all the way down, you know, just hovering over the ground with, okay, you know, I'm not going to come because I have this thing, the thing was me still essentially people-pleasing in a sense that I'm trying to make you feel like the only reason I'm not coming is because I have something else to do. Otherwise, I would have shown up, right? Which is not true. It's not true. I didn't want to go. So I said no. But I wasn't there yet, okay? So it had to be, you know, the fake commitments, the fake plans let me call you back I'm about to do such and such you know it it started off that way am I recommending this no I'm just painting the picture of the process I went through okay and this is why listening to podcasts does not eliminate the need for therapy because clearly I am not licensed okay I don't think anybody licensed would be recommending what I'm saying. And again, I'm not recommending you lie. I'm just saying that's what I did, okay? I had to 
or I felt like I had to do the white lies like, no, I can't go because I have this other thing or yeah, let me call you right back, please. That phone went on do not disturb, okay? So it started off that way because I wanted to really free myself from the shackles of overcommitting myself for the sake of people pleasing and feeling like I don't know how to say no. It started with the, the, the subtle white lies and fake plans to protect myself from any perceived backlash from the person or and or in fear of disappointing them, right? Wanting to people please, wanting to be that nice person. So it started off that way for me. Again, not recommending it, but that's that, you know, I, I, I felt like that's what I had to do. Okay. If you've ever listened to one of my episodes and while I was talking, you just started reflecting on your own life and thinking of how what I'm saying applies to you, then my question is why stop there? I use my experiences to help you see the process of becoming the best version of myself and to also hold you accountable to your own growth, but I can't tell you what the best version of you looks like. You should be the one to define that for yourself. So I created journals with prompts to help you with self-discovery, self-reflection, assessing your relationships, healing, and reinventing yourself. So if you want to do more than just listen to the podcast, but actually start working on your own life, then go to secludedthoughts.com journals. I will also leave the link in the description below. Now back to the episode. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, after that point, what I would now recommend, which is healthier, okay, this is the health. This 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 is what I would recommend, and I I do this now. I wouldn't say that I do. Do I no? Yeah, I definitely don't lie anymore. I don't tell the white lies. I literally just. Th- this is what I do instead. So what I would recommend is not saying yes immediately. Now, what I mean by that is, let me give you a practical example. Let's say somebody says, "Oh, I'm moving." next week or whatever and blah 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 let's pause right there if if you are the type of person who would naturally volunteer because you just want to help people so much you don't even need to ask you will volunteer to stretch yourself too thin if you are that person number one be quiet okay be quiet have you assessed your schedule have you have you even looked at the date have you seen what you have to do on that day is it like what time in your cycle is it? Okay, because sometimes we don't feel like doing certain things. So 
Have you assessed whether or not this is feasible for you? No. Be quiet, okay? Do not jump into overcommitting yourself, big or small. I literally do not do that anymore. I, I mentioned that on a previous episode. I don't remember which one, but one thing about me now, I do not volunteer to do certain things. I, vo- I will gladly help people out if I know I can, right? Sometimes I know I can help and I know I'm in a position where certain things will not require too much of me. Like I can easily commit to this and honor my commitment, right? In those times, I will volunteer. I I can help out. That's fine. But if there's any hesitation, you can go on and on about, oh, you know, I have to move. I have to do all this. I just don't be like, you know, okay. The most I will do is say, let me check my schedule and I'll see what day I can come and help you. That is what I will do now, okay? So in that situation, if number one, you're the type of person that would volunteer, be quiet, okay, be quiet. And in the second situation, if you're not the type of person who will volunteer, but let's say they ask you, again, what I would say is, respond with something along the lines of let me check my schedule and I will get back to you right either say that to deflect if it's in person or in a position or or you are in a position where you cannot check your schedule immediately or if it's through text you can check your schedule then however you may need to me personally I put things in my calendar so that's how I I would check um, I put things in my calendar and I have a to-do list and all of that stuff. That's that's what I mean when I say I will check. I will look at all the things I have to do on that day and around that day or time when you need me. And I will see if it's feasible for me. If it's not, then I'm going to say I cannot do it or I cannot do it on this day, but I can do it on this day if that works for you. You see what I mean? If you want to help... If you want to do something, you can still do that. You can still help. You can still show up. You can still be there. But deferring your answer to a later point will at least get you to think about it before you commit. Because I've made several episodes where I've talked about, you know, honoring your commitment. So that is very important. That is still, that is still relevant. But... I just want you to think before you commit, okay? That's the first thing. Think before you commit. Do not say yes immediately. Deflect, okay? For some people, that might be harder. You might have to work up to that because your natural response is always yes. Come up with something. Practice in the mirror if you need to, but come up with a natural response that's not yes. It may not be let me check my calendar, but... Come up with something that would work for you, you know, some other way of deflecting depending on the situation. You can say something like, I'm not sure right now, but let me get back to you in a few days, right? It depends on what it is. So another thing for me that I guess we can say this is number two is this one really just depends on the type of person you are. For me, I feel like it's necessary. And when I explain it, you will see why. So number one, don't say yes immediately. 
defer your answer to a later point after you check whether or not it's feasible for you. Number two, communicate your preferences and your boundaries and whatever else you think people need to know about you, communicate that to them. I don't know if that was a good explanation. Let me actually give you an example of what I mean. For me personally, I don't know who can relate, but let me tell you, one thing about me, I might say, yes, I want to do this thing today, but when the time comes, I might be feeling differently that day or the night before, right? That's why I don't like to make plans with people too far in advance. My number one pet peeve when it comes to making plans is when people try to say, oh, what are you doing four weeks from now? Can I breathe? Like, can I breathe? I don't know what I'm doing next week. I might not know what I'm doing in three days. I might have an idea, but like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what mental space I will be in in four weeks. So whether or not I check that calendar and it looks free, I am not going to say yes. I'm going to say, let's plan this closer to the date. It really depends on what it is, right? If it's something like a trip or something where you need to plan in advance, then obviously then that's something I would plan in advance and I will just adjust for it because I like traveling, so I would make it work anyway. But if somebody, or, or, if, or for me also, if it's food, I like to eat. I like to eat and I like to go out to eat. So that's something that might get an easy pass. Yes, we can plan it in advance, right? Some things might come up, but at least I know these are things that I genuinely like to do and want to do. So there's less resistance there. But let's say somebody says, let's go to this concert or something. And the concert is a month and a half from now. Like, it's six weeks away. And it's like, hey, do y'all want to go? Listen, listen. I don't know what mental space I will be in in six weeks. And I am not an avid concert goer like that. For me to say, no matter what happens, I will 100% want to go to this thing in six weeks. So let's not be too hasty, okay? Let's let's wait. Let, give me like the week of, I know. For something like that, you need to have a backup plan. I should not be your plan A when it comes to stuff like that, like lively things like that. Because I know that's not me. I should not be your plan A. I should be your plan E or F or something like exhaust all your options before you get to me when it comes to certain things like that because that's not my natural go-to and I feel like because I'm more introverted I need to mentally prepare myself for that type of environment and interactions so I will not be making any plans for stuff like that far in advance because I could just change my mind the week before and then now we have to sell some tickets. So please do not, do, do, like, just don't even ask me about stuff like that six weeks out. I say all that to say my friends know this about me. My friends know this about me. 
So when I say communicate your preferences and stuff like that about yourself, that's important for people to know. That's what I mean. I I saw a TikTok that was explaining this whole thing, this whole mental thing, saying that, you know, we can't plan, we can't make plans too far in advance because I might not have the mental capacity to still want to go to this. Like maybe when I agreed to go three weeks ago, I, I was I was in the mood, I was hype, I would have definitely gone then. But now three weeks later, I don't want anything to do with these plans. Okay? I saw TikTok about that and I literally sent it to the group chat. I said, just so y'all know. And they already knew this, but I just had to casually remind people, right? So my friends know I am like this. They know I am like this. And I know that I have to let people know I am like this because I'm at a point now where if I don't want to go, I am not going. And I don't care how you feel about it. <laughs> I don't care how you feel about it. Like the 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 respectful thing I can do is not commit to that in advance to get your hopes up and then cancel last minute, right? That would be just disrespectful that would be rude that would be a waste of your time I wouldn't be a good friend if I constantly did that so my thing is I'm going to let you know that this is not my thing and you shouldn't prioritize these kind of things with me okay not saying I would never go but I'm saying we need to maneuver differently when it comes to certain type of activities because I couldn't care less for them okay I have communicated that to all relevant people in my life so they know they are aware and for my friends who are the opposite of me I love them just the same you know it's like we just like different things that's fine different people serve different purposes in your life but they know I'm not the go-to for that and I know they might not be the go-to for the chill things that I want to do and that's fine. We respect each other, but it's important for them to know so that when they bring these things up to me and I say, no, I don't want to go, it's like there's no surprise because you already knew you were taking a risk because that's not what I like to do, right? Now, in the beginning, when I shifted away from certain things, it was very hard. It was very hard and I, I got a lot of pushback from some people. Like when I said I did not want to drink as much, let me just say this. I still drink, but it's like an occasional cocktail, okay? Like, when I go home for carnival every year, do I drink? Yes. Do I drink a lot? No. But will I drink during carnival season? Yes. Will I have an occasional cocktail here and there every few months, if I'm being honest? Yes. But to me, that is a tolerable amount. I'm not the type of person that will just be taking shots and back-to-back -back drinks like please move that in my face that's that's not me anymore okay like at one point I did that just because that's the environment I was in and I was just like whatever but I was like yeah that's that's really not me that's not my cup of tea and I'm not going to do it just because I'm in the environment if I if I'm singled out then I'm singled out but ideally, I would just not put myself in the, the environment if I know that's not what I want to do, right? So when I started going through that evolution, there was a lot of pushback because I was still with some of the same people that was used to me saying, okay, yeah, I'll have a drink. 
so there was a lot of pushback people were like oh no drink everybody's drinking everybody's doing this so like when we would like get together and play games like those card games taboo or whatever like game night basically and there was alcohol involved it's like yeah you know people play drinking games blah 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 when I said I wasn't doing that, I got a lot of pushback in the beginning because it's like, no, everybody's not drink. Everybody's drinking. I'm like, I am not drinking. And like, no, everybody's drinking. I'm like, I am not drinking. That's the end of the story, right? There was a lot of pushback at first. It, it's like I was seen as the lame person, you know, because I was the first to say, I don't care to do that anymore. So I stood out. And I was kind of ostracized. It was like, you know, I was the lame person. To some people, that's lame. To me, that is okay. I don't care who sees me as lame because I just, I'm not in that phase. I don't care about that stuff, right? So there was a lot of pushback initially when I just started saying no for the sake of not people pleasing because I realized it didn't resonate with the type of life I wanted to live there was a lot of pushback I was seen differently I was seen like I was acting funny and I did not care because the emotional turmoil I would put myself through hoping plans would get cancelled or hoping people would say they don't want to go or the whole thing was off or agreeing to have a drink and then while I'm drinking I'm like why am I drinking I really don't even want this drink but I didn't want to say no. It's like, it's not worth it. It is not worth it. So I just started saying no. And then I was, you know, looked at funny. But now, let me tell you, guess what? Now people don't expect me to. Now, because I said no enough, it's like, okay, you know, even if Sensi is there, it's like, okay, well, we know she's not drinking. Like when I don't drink, there's no surprise now. You know, I said no enough to the point where now it's respected and people understand that I'm not going to change my mind. So you can either mind your business or fight a losing fight because I said what I said and I meant it, right? But I had to experience that emotional turmoil to a certain extent where I reached a breaking point and I just said it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. So... In the beginning, you might be lame, you might seem crazy, you might be ostracized, people might single you out. But eventually, if you're consistent with that change or you're consistent with saying no or your boundaries and you communicate your preferences and your boundaries and, you know, what you will do, what you won't do and how to maneuver certain things with you, people will eventually start to respect that. And the ones who don't respect that, you will probably get tired of them enough and then cut them out of your life. So there's no issue there. They'll either naturally fall off or you will get sick and tired and just put some distance between you and them. And then either way, you don't have to deal with them anymore. That problem is solved. Case closed, right? So that's number two. And then the third thing I would say, you know, again, this is a recommendation and it's the healthy way is basically working your way up to respectfully declining and setting those boundaries. So in my last example with the drinking and stuff, 
initially like I just walked you on through a whole process so initially it was me saying yes and then dreading every moment then me saying yes and then canceling or flaking because the no was now coming into the picture then it was me just saying no and lying <laughs> me saying no and lying that I had other plans or something else to do then I just said okay enough lying because number one I don't want to do that and number two I should just you know be mature enough and courageous enough to just decline without having to lie like for a self-respect thing you know like it feels better when you can say no without having to lie about an excuse or explain yourself right because it feels like you have boundaries it's just a more respectable feeling when you get to that point so there was that and then it there was Okay, I'm not lying anymore. I'm just not going to say yes immediately. Let me actually assess whether or not I can do this thing. Let me deflect. Let me say, I cannot answer right now, but let me check my calendar and I will get back to you. Or give me a few days and I will let you know. Give me some time and I will let you know. I will let you know by the end of the day. Deflect, right? Deflect, really think about it. Assess how I feel too. If I feel any type of way about going this place or spending time with a person, then I will honor those emotions and I will not go, okay? So deflect, assess how you feel, assess whether or not it's feasible for you with your time, with your finances, depending on what it is, and then respond accordingly, right? But at least now you will get to feel before you say yes versus saying yes and then feeling miserable after. And then also open communication. Make sure you are expressing yourself to people. Let them know what they need to know about you. If you're the type of person you don't want to make plans too far in advance, you don't want to do certain things, communicate that. Let people know so they have no surprises when you say no or when you cancel or they just... Maybe don't even come to you for certain things because you would rather be left out because that's really not your cup of tea, okay? And then lastly, the other, you know, the ideal situation is working your way up to respectfully declining and setting boundaries without feeling like you have to explain yourself. This is where I'm like idling right now. Because I told y'all I still need, I, I still have some work to do, but I have, you know, like I stuck my head in this door. Like I, I, I have one foot in that door and then another foot in the still explaining door. So I'm not a hundred percent there yet, but that's the goal. Okay. And basically what that is, is. I mean, it's very self-explanatory, right? Respectfully decline something that you don't want to do and just keep your answer very short and sweet. One of my friends was telling me that somebody she knows will just always say no when they don't want to do something. And like, that's, the, that's it. No, a, no is a complete sentence, full stop. No, like, no, I can't make it. Or no, I can't, whatever, like... 
you know no justification no need for justification i just i i love that for them i love that for them that's i have done that sometimes and then other times i still found myself saying like no because such and such and such and such wasn't a lie it was a valid reason but it wasn't necessary every single time i gave the explanation you know I'm not saying giving the explanation is bad per se. It's more so why you feel the need to justify your response because that's where the people pleasing it's still creeping its way into the conversation when it does not need to be there. Okay? Part of the reason I found myself explaining was because I didn't want to disappoint people right but it wasn't even like it's not even anything to disappoint per se it's like if i genuinely cannot do this thing or i cannot make it it's like it would be more disappointing to you if i showed up knowing i don't want to be there because my energy would just be trashed the entire time because you you can tell when people are in a room they don't want to be in i'm not saying i would show up with bad energy but it's like you know the whole you know, like you're ready to leave within an hour, you know, like certain cues, certain nonverbal cues, just it's very obvious that you do not want to be here, right? Which always makes people feel like, well, why did you come? And the thing about that is it's valid. It's valid for somebody to ask that question in response to your behavior for showing up where you did not want to be, right? That's valid. That's why I'm saying don't show up. If you don't want to be there, don't go. Don't force yourself to go and then you don't show up for people fully and respectfully and you complain or you just, it's clear that you don't want to be there, right? Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to the people. I realize that if you really care about people and you don't want to disappoint them in that way, then the best thing you can do is just not force yourself to do these things or go these places because that might make the situation worse because now people feel like, oh, well, your energy was off. Why didn't you want to be there? Is there something wrong with our relationship? Blah, blah, blah. All because you didn't know how to say no, right? And that's valid. That is very valid for them to feel that way. Because at the end of the day, you should have said no. You don't, you don't like this. Look, this one is tough, but you do not get to argue with people or be upset that they complained about your bad attitude for doing something that you did not want to do. It's better to say no than to say yes and then show up and be absolutely rude or have an attitude or be looking down at your watch or you're ready to go within an hour you don't participate in whatever is going on you barely talk to people or you just act off because your energy is off because you did not want to be there that will make things a lot worse than they need to be and all of that is because you showed up when you didn't want to Nobody had a gun to your head but you. You had this imaginary gun to your head. And so I just want you to know that it's very valid. It would be valid if somebody 
challenged your behavior, if somebody pointed out that they did not like your energy or your behavior, because that would be true. They're not lying. Why are you upset? Some people will will get defensive and say, oh, well, I showed up. Why are you? You showed up with a bad attitude. You showed up and you literally acted like trash the entire time because you did not want to be there. It is valid for them to check you on that. You don't get to counter and be mad that they are mad because you still showed up. It matters how you show up. It matters how you show up. So if you know you are not going to be able to put your best foot forward, don't show up and be rude or, or, or you know, show up asking about to-go plates or show up asking up stuff, indicating that you're ready to leave and dampen everybody's move. Just don't go. At that point, I would rather you lie. I'm not condoning lying, even though that's essentially what I'm doing. But I'm just saying at that point, you might as well lie. Because you're going to ruin your relationships or make things even worse because you didn't know how to say no. Like, I I don't think... Well, somebody would have to call me out on this if I'm lying. But I don't think I've ever showed up in that way where I was so terrible. But I think I definitely... <laughs> what I did was as soon as the first person said okay, well, I'm going to leave. I was like, yeah, me too. Immediately. I just needed somebody to open that door. I just needed somebody to volunteer. I didn't want to be the first one. Again, people pleasing. I didn't want to be the first one. But as soon as I heard some keys dangling, as soon as somebody said, okay, I'm going to go, me too. Me too. Happy we're leaving. Me too. You see what I mean? Why was I there? Why, why were you there? Why do you do this to yourself? Stop doing that to yourself, okay? And I'm telling you, I, it sounds easy. It, it definitely is easier said than done, okay? Speaking from experience, I know this for a fact, okay? Give yourself some grace. But what I will tell you is <laughs> eventually you will get to a breaking point, you absolutely will get to a breaking point where the emotional misery and stress you put yourself through dreading every day leading up to it, the event or the thing you have to do that you know you don't want to do, whatever it is you committed to that you don't want to do, eventually the stress you put yourself through by saying yes when you don't want to it will get to be too much. It will get to be too much and you will reach a breaking point. My only hope is that that breaking point is sooner than later because the longer you are a people pleaser, like, like that doesn't do anything for you. It does not do anything but slow you down, to be honest. It, 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 it really doesn't. It doesn't do anything for you whatsoever. So I... I'm not going to sit here and like shame you for it or shame myself for it because I I would say most of my life was spent being a people pleaser and I've really just turned over this new leaf in recent years. But I'm grateful for it because you have to go through something to know you never want to be there again, okay? 
And I am grateful that my breaking point came sooner than later so that now I can be at a point where I'm working my way up to like respectfully declining and already having some examples of me respectfully declining. Like I said, I'm not perfect every now and then, you know, depending on the situation, I might sprinkle in a little lie. Whatever. Okay? Whatever. Whatever. Don't be like me. Okay? Do better than me. I am a work in progress. I'm working on myself. Let's work on ourselves together. Okay? So, that is all I have to say in this episode. I will be in Jamaica. If you're listening to this, I'm in Jamaica. Um... Um, I, I, you know, I hope you're having a great day. I know I will be. But yes, that is all I have to say in today's episode. If you liked it, please rate the podcast five stars and leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. We will be back to regular scheduled programming next week with the YouTube videos. Okay. Yes, I know. It's okay. Y'all can check me. Y'all can check me. I definitely fell into some foolery again. But yeah, if you like this episode, make sure you share it. Screenshot the episode and share it on your story on Instagram or make a TikTok or something, you know, and share it with the people pleasers in your life. Okay, because we need, I want y'all to be free. I want y'all to be free. I may be like 5% people pleaser now and I love that for myself because I used to be a thousand percent. I love it for me and I want it for you too, okay? So that's all I have to say this week and I will talk to you next Sunday.